Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Talks. I'm Andrew Kistner, the Director of Marketing uh, for the Oxford Center, and I am your host. Uh, we actually uh, continued from Episode 8. This is Episode 9, and me and Gianna just stuck around and kept talking. And so we'll uh, show you that episode. We'll continue with our conversation. So uh, welcome. And again, this is Gianna Powell. Um, and if, definitely go back and watch the episode from last week. But she is runs our neurofeedback department. She's an incredible baker and culinary degree, psychology degree, just an incredible person with an incredible story. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun. So let's continue. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. Um, so uh, with neurofeedback, so usually um, how many sessions does this, does this take? So our baseline would be to do 20 treatments. Okay. And uh, depending, majority of the people coming in would come in and do them either three times a week with a day in between or twice a week. Okay. And after doing the 20 sessions, uh, we'd reassess and see how, how the symptoms are doing, how the new brain map is doing, how the brain has accommodated and uh, gotten closer to that regulation. And then we'll go from there. It might okay. take people longer than 20 sessions. It might take 20 sessions. It's really a uh, individual basis at that point because everybody heals at a different time based on how long they had their condition, how old they are, uh, their lifestyle. There's so many different factors that right. can impact their, their healing process. Right. Makes sense. Is the, is the therapy lasting, um, you know, from the standpoint of does it, does it hold, does it stick? And is that different from condition to condition? I will say if it is a non-progressive condition, then it definitely should stick. Uh, there's always those outlying factors. If we have a uh, concussion or something like that that's uncontrollable, uh, then there's always a factor that the brain activity could be altered some. But if you do the neurofeedback and go out and just live a happy, healthy life, then all of the progress that you made is yours to keep. And that's the beautiful thing. I love everyone that I see come through the door, but I want them to go out and live their life and not need me forever. Right. And um, that's the beautiful thing about it is I don't see most people ever again. Right, <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, and I, I think also another contributing factor was like situational. Um, that if you're dealing with PTSD, because um, I know this is an incredible therapy for mood disorders and you know de anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, if you go back into that environment kind of undoing it, right? Yeah, so it definitely, uh, I will say people that are on board and really want to make changes so they can have those permanent lasting results are the people that are going to be more successful. And sometimes you can't take life away. Right. Life happens and that's okay. You know, there's, let's say we have a PTSD. We're, we're very sensitive to uh, our surroundings and uh, different triggers. We do the neurofeedback. You feel great. Go out. Life happens. You get into a situation that just puts you over the edge. One good thing is that you can always keep neurofeedback in your back pocket. Just call, say, hey, I, I'm having a hard time. I need to come in for a session. Right. And we can have you come in and we can watch and see, okay, you're a little overactive today. And by the right. end of the session, we'll have you back to where you left. It might take one or two sessions, but uh, it's nice to have it. And your brain does remember where it was and it wants right. to get back there and it will quickly. Uh, yeah. just, well, it knows the therapy. Yeah. It knows what it wants. Yeah. It knows, oh, I know what I got to do here. I've been through this. Uh, we'll figure it out real quick. That makes sense. Um, now, I know that, and I see it um, every so often, it pops up 
neurofeedback. You know, I'm a clinic or wherever we offer neurofeedback, but there's a lot of different systems out there that I've seen that don't look anything like ours. And, and maybe we'll put a, Carter can probably put up a picture of you know, some of the caps that we use. Like they're futuristic, they're crazy looking um, and very effective. Um, other ones I see are very, very different. Is there a difference when, when somebody says, oh yeah, I do neurofeedback or whatever, does that, does that mean the same as what we do? So there are definitely a lot of different softwares, a lot of different uh, caps and uh, methods of doing it, and they're very different. Uh, I will say the software that we use, it uh, compares the brain activity to the brain activity that it should be based on their age using their uh, Z-score. And uh, some softwares don't do that. We're just working on either increasing or decreasing certain frequencies and uh, you know some practitioners find that method great and they love to use it, but I really like the way that ours is very uh, database and scientifically driven. And I know that everything we do for the most part is research driven. Yes. Uh, we love medical research. Uh, we collect medical research. You know, we publish research studies um, because we like that that foundation that we can say, oh, well, here's a study that we can point back to and look at and, and find out if this is going to be effective. Um, that's really kind of how we run most of our therapies. So. Yeah. One other thing that I really like about our software is since we're using the full cap on every single session, uh, we can see the entirety of all the brain activity, which is so important because one area might not be working properly, but all these other areas are still affected by right. that. And so by it, being able to see the full picture, there's a lot more that you can decipher about why we're having certain symptoms. Right. Is the communication not going through the route that it needs to? Uh, there's so much that can happen there. And with that, we can see every single area of the brain, every Broadman area, every network. We can see everything, every frequency and uh, lifetime as they're sitting in that chair and really pinpoint those yeah. uh, areas of concern. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so talk to me uh, for a minute on, um, I know that this is a huge thing in, our, in, in the world is dyslexia. Um, and I know I asked you a question a couple weeks ago and you sent me a bunch of research on neurofeedback in dyslexia. How does it treat dyslexia? I mean, what, what are the results that you've seen or could see? So uh, there's the parietal lobe is one area that uh, if somebody has dyslexia, most of the time that is dysregulated within mm. there. And so really by working on getting that area to um, that frequency to get back to that healthy baseline, get that communication back in place, uh, we can help them with that uh, overactivity that is disrupting their ability to read words or right. if they have dyscalculia, numbers, numbers properly yeah. in that right, right order. Awesome. Um, and then uh, I know I think you mentioned it before, like mood disorders. Uh, and I guess ADD and ADHD aren't mood disorders. Um, but OCD, PTSD, anxiety, depression, it's, it's rampant for lack of a better term right now. And the pharmaceutical and Western medicine um, are just treating these with drugs. Um, Talk to me, if you can, about some of what you've seen from anxiety, depression, and whatnot. So I'll say a lot of times people, when they come to neurofeedback, they've already tried every medication out there that would possibly help their situation. And they obviously have found no luck in 
the medication route or they're still on that medication, but their side effects are almost outweighing the medication and what it's doing for them. And so uh, with the neurofeedback, by helping to regulate that brain activity and without doing it in a, uh, like a Band-Aid kind of way, right. almost, like the medications are uh, in for a like anxiety, depression kind of way, they're just trying to put a Band-Aid on it and making it so it's livable in a sense, right. um, but uh, it's not necessarily a long-term fix to the issue because yeah. at one point it can just stop working right. as it should and we're not necessarily now you're back at square one having to try out all those different medications and not really getting that fixed so uh, one thing that neurofeedback really does help I mean anxiety depression PTSD it's really important to get the brain maps so we can really see those specific areas that are dysregulated for that individual because right. it can be a few different your frontal lobe processes emotion as well as your limbic lobe we can really see how they're specifically dysregulated and uh, a lot of times after doing neurofeedback, people can go back to their prescribing provider and work on getting off of those meds because they don't need them anymore. Right. And that's amazing because now they are healthy and whole without that medication and then they're side effect free because they don't, they don't need that. Right. It's, uh, and they, <laughs> Western medicine passes it out like candy, I feel. Um, I, w I remember a doctor's appointment uh, and she was asking me, I think it was just a physical or whatever and she was asking me um you know how do you handle anxiety you know and i said well i'm a pretty high strung person um you know uh, i don't know so i'm anxious she goes oh well i'll write you a script for whatever the drug was i'm like well i mean i don't have a problem i don't feel i live life just fine why would i need a, a drug you know to help me and it's it, i feel as though the industry the pharmaceutical industry and western medicine as a whole People say, oh, yeah, they mentioned something in passing. Yeah, I have a lot of anxiety or yeah, just, you know, life's not great right now. I'm struggling with a little depression. Oh, well, here's a bunch of meds you can take um, that doesn't help their situation. It doesn't help them get over what is making them anxious. It doesn't help them get through what's making them depressed. It just puts, you're right, a Band-Aid over it. Um, and it's an invasive Band-Aid. Um, and uh, we can go on for hours about that. Yeah, um, most definitely. <laughs> you know, they made a correlation of... Um, and I try not to get too political, but, you know, let's do it. Let, uh, the school shootings and things like that, you know, almost all of these were on these medications. You know, mental health is a massive, massive issue in this country. Um, and I, I firmly believe it's because doctors are out there going, oh, yeah, here you go, here you go. Here's a script. This will make you feel better. But it doesn't it doesn't get to the root cause of the problem. Yeah. I mean, the medication, it's, it's not going to... Uh, it's not going to make life go away no. in that sense at all. Um, same thing with, uh, I mean, neurofeedback isn't going to make life go away, but really it helps the brain process through right. different traumas. It, it actually is uh, helping get things back regulated as a whole in a more natural way, right. which will stay because the brain wants to be in that homeostasis. It wants to be in that natural regulated environment. But another thing is, if you pair neurofeedback with counseling, if you work through that in two different right. ways, that would be so beautiful, such a beautiful way. And that's why I am in school to be a psychologist. So I can not only work on the neurofeedback, but then I can provide them that emotional support, that processing and helping them get through it both ways. And then they can be more healthy and have that longevity of actual mental health. Right. Instead of just constantly trying to 
patch together the problem. Right, and it's, it, it makes so, it's so much sense if you can have a sound mind to work through these issues that life has thrown at you. Doesn't that make a lot more sense than putting you on a bunch of drugs uh, or nothing at all and working through things that are very intense or whatnot that's in your life without any help? Uh, and the drugs aren't help. Um, it's, it's just a mask. It's a Band-Aid. Um, and so I, I love the ability to get to the root cause, balance the brain out, make sure everything's working the way it should so you can make life decisions with a sound mind. That makes so much more sense to me uh, than putting people on drugs um, that aren't correcting a problem. So that's a personal belief. Yeah. But, yeah, and I definitely, you know, there are some people that uh, will argue that they need those meds in order to get to a place, and you know what, every individual is different. Yeah, And that absolutely. is definitely something that they, I mean, they're gonna have to come to that determination right. of what their needs are in order to get to that point, but that's why I'm willing to work at, with anybody, which whatever state they're at, you know, right. if they're happy with their medication, great. Let's still help right. monitor this brain activity. If you want off your medication, great. I'll help you get to that place, then you can mm -hmm. go and talk with your doctor about your next steps. Uh, yeah. Um, and instead, it's, they label it as, oh, it's a chemical imbalance problem. We'll just, rather than testing, do you have chemicals to test? Should we, should we see if I have an actual chemical imbalance? I'd venture to say, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm just a marketing dude. Um, I'd venture to say that most times they're not testing whatever chemicals or hormones or whatever, and they're just putting a, dr a drug on it uh, and, and going through and hoping that works and that nothing bad happens. Um, and there's legitimate people out there that do have chemical imbalances, that do have issues that these medications might just fit perfectly for, you know. Um, I still think neurofeedback's a safer alternative. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> safer alternative. Less side effects. But... Yes, much less side effects. Um, I think it's worth it a try, you know, and it'd be the first thing I would go to if, if life happened or even if I did have some sort of chemical imbalance, you know. I would go to neurofeedback first before I would go on yeah, you medications. You might as well that... try the non-invasive route right. first. And then, you know, if you go through that and it still doesn't work, then do neurotransmitter testing. Do the genetic testing. See what the deeper root cause is to this uh, lingering problem that right. nothing seems to be hitting. Right. And uh, one of the other beautiful things is when neurofeedback is paired with hyperbarics. Yeah. That is, I will say, people make astounding progress when they are doing the hyperbarics and it gives me a beautiful brain to work with because we're increasing that blood flow we're getting that stem cell growth and then I can say okay brain you're ready to be pliable we're ready to work on those uh, that neuroplasticity and getting everything back to where it should be and we can help retrain right. at a more smoother beautiful route yep I remember talking to um, it was actually an Oxford Kids Foundation grant recipient and uh, they, she her son was treating and um, the nurses recommend neurofeedback as well as hyperbarics, and he was able to do both. And he said, well, we'll just try, um, I think it was neurofeedback first. And uh, I talked to her just a couple weeks, or maybe a week after, she says, oh, I mean, it seems to be doing some, some difference. I mean, we, we're noticing a lot. Um, uh, maybe not what we were expecting, you know. Um, and I said, "Have you? why aren't you doing hyperbarics? She goes, oh, we just didn't want to throw too much at him. Um, I said, do you think he's maybe ready to put hyperbarics in there? And uh, she goes, you know what? You're right. Let, let's let's get that scheduled. We'll do both at the same time. I said they work beautifully together. And she goes, okay. Talked to him a week later. Life changing. Life changing. Putting them together. 
um, they would have seen great progress and, and probably accomplished their goal by the end with neurofeedback, but putting them together made all the difference in the world. They knew instantly, uh, within a, a couple of days, that that was the, the best decision they made. So yeah, um, it really it really does. It's a beautiful pairing. I love when people do it. And then you know maybe you'll need less of both therapies right. if you do them together. <laughs> right. And you know that's our goal. We're not here to just make money off of people. We're here to really help get the most efficient long-lasting, right. less side effect treatment option for right. people so they can actually heal. And I mean, back to the beginning, it was, I mean, that's the only reason why I'm here. So I am a strong believer in all of the treatments that yep. we we offer here. I wouldn't, we, wouldn't be sitting here without it. <laughs> right, uh, and we like the cure. Um, you know, you know the saying, I'm sure, um, a cured patient is a lost patient. Uh, we don't want the patients back. We want to cure them. We want them to live lives uh, to the best of their ability and to move on and, and to note us in that, you know? Um, we get a lot of pride out of curing a patient. You know, not all, obviously, diseases or conditions are curable, but some are, and uh, we get a kick out of it. We love it. Um, we hope we won't ever have to see you again. You know, we love you, but... Come back for a coffee come or a gluten-free pastry. Right. You can <laughs> always down. come visit. <laughs> exactly. Come visit us. Come say hi. But no, we hope you never get sick again. We, we want to cure you. Uh, we don't want to just keep you on as a patient. So I, I love that. So um, back to our original conversation is... I, and I've talked to your mom about this. She cries every time she tells me. So don't cry, because I'll cry. Okay, um, no crying. Is looking back over all of this, what is your perspective? It had to have changed your perspective of life what the Oxford Center does. Yeah, it, it most definitely uh, did because I I remember from my mom like telling me this. I mean, my family, they were all, we believe in the Lord and we believe on where we know where we're going to go when we die. Mm -hmm. And I remember my, um, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> see, don't make me cry. Okay, no crying. <laughs> I'm a sympathy crier. I see somebody crying. I'm like, oh, you're going to do it. So, uh, no, I, I remember my grandpa, like, sitting there and just telling me it's okay. Like, it's right. okay to go at that point because they, uh, I mean, they didn't know what was going to happen. Everyone was just saying, like, you're just going to die. Like, right. I mean, at this point, um, I don't even know how coherent I was because I was still in the hospital. And uh, they, I mean, there was really nothing they could do. And at that point, they were just sending me home to just, just die in my sleep. Right. And uh, my mom tells me that I was the one saying like to her it's going to be okay like right. by the time I could talk like I was telling her like I was comforting right. her and saying it's going to be okay and that was definitely just the faith in the Lord telling through me to my mom like even though I was just on my deathbed saying it's going to be okay uh, and that I wasn't going to go right. and you know what he knew why he gave that to me right he knew that I'm going to give this like God sometimes moves in crazy ways you don't yep. exactly know what the purpose is and sometimes it's gonna hurt and it's gonna cause a lot of pain and uh, I mean bad things happen but there's yep. always a reason yep. like God would not have put me through that illness if he didn't see this vision and what was gonna happen and what he was gonna do with it uh, after it happened so yep. I, I mean I definitely do see this as a, uh, a gift like God gifted me that illness. I mean, he doesn't give you anything you can't handle. Right. You know, he he uh, he equipped me and my body and knew that he was gonna bring me out of it. And now there's so many people who are their lives are saved. Like Every they, day. 
every day. It, it is honestly so beautiful to just sit in the background and just see everybody come in and just watch their progression. And yep. they, I mean, it helped, they wouldn't it helped have us. And, and looking back, definitely less traumatic. I, I believe that's one of the reasons God gave us the grace, gave us grace the way that she is um, for this purpose right now. Um, I love what I do. I love this company. And uh, I get to make a difference in a lot of people's lives because God said, hey, we're going to go down this path. We're going to do this. So, not exactly how we wanted to end the conversation. <laughs> you know me, I'm a sympathy crier, so. Well, it's okay. <laughs> you can just see we really love our jobs. We are real people, 100%. We are. <laughs> All right, we're going to close this episode out. Um, thank you very much uh, for watching. It's been a pleasure to have Gianna on here. It's been a pleasure crying with you. I cried with your mom, too, so whatever. Um, please uh, like and subscribe. Um, it helps us out. And uh, uh, definitely we have lots of different platforms that the show is on. I'm bawling like a baby. Um, and we'll see you for the next week. Uh, I don't know who our guest is going to be, but I know it's going to be awesome. So talk to you soon.